0: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this
1: and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. There's a nip in the air tonight—a breath of frost that's just a little colder than the usual midnight chill. It seems to insidiously crawl into every small crease and crevice of your clothing, making you shiver as it brushes your skin. be us for some shelter, listeners, and even will give you chills of another nature. Mountain is not quite giving way to winter yet, but the dreadful cold waits on the threshold and grows more impatient with each passing day. But tonight, let us take you on a journey to the much warmer climes, somewhere a little more hot and humid, the swampy wilderness of Louisiana to be exact. Oh, we know it's not the ideal vacation spot, but where else are we going to scrounge up a little voodoo for you, hmm? Tonight's play is a spicy gumbo of ancient tradition, folk magic, mystery, dark secrets, and murder, all wrapped around the peculiar old mansion and the unfortunate fate of the family that once dwelt there. Pulled from the weird tales of the 1930s, we present our nefarious spin on Robert E. Howard's Pigeons from Hell.
0: Oof. If this keeps up, my backside is going to be sore for the rest of the trip. (laughs) Where's your sense of adventure, Griswell? I think it got jostled out somewhere behind us. Come on, John. We should have reached Baton Rouge ages ago. It's starting to get dark and we're still on these muddy back roads. Do
2: you really know where we're going? We'll get there soon enough. I'm taking us on a scenic route, getting a sense of the land. Personally, I think there's a certain allure to these swamps in the twilight. Well, it's certainly a far cry from New England. Hey, look at that. Through the trees there. Well, I'll be. That's a proper old plantation house if I ever saw one. Do you think anyone's home? I guess we'll find out.
0: Honestly, I'm really tired at this point. Maybe we can stay the night
2: here. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. There's some even ground. You can park the auto there. Well, so much for asking if anyone's home. The house looks abandoned. Yeah. It makes quite an impression, though, with the sun setting
0: behind it, antebellum splendor, and ultimate decay.
2: How much you want to bet it's haunted, Griswell?
0: (sighs) I don't want to think about that right now, but it does certainly look that way.
2: (laughs) Well, haunted or no, I think it's our best bet for lodging tonight. Seems that way. Here, let's go scout it out. Wait, do you hear that? What? What? (laughs) Don't panic, Griswell. I mean, do you hear that cooing sound? Oh, (laughs) sorry, I thought you meant something else, like out in the swamp. You're jumpy all of a sudden. Ah! (laughs) Pigeons. That was quite a flock. They all just took off from the balustrades at once. (laughs) Now who's jumpy? I saw you nearly leap out of your skin. Maybe we're both a bit on edge, if even pigeons can scare us. They probably just nest here. Oh, wonderful. The house is definitely covered in their droppings, then.
0: Looks fairly clean to me, apart from the dust and cobwebs. My,
2: my. Why would someone abandon a place like this? A relic from before the Emancipation, perhaps? Perhaps. No one's been here for a long time. Quite a grand staircase. Shall we check upstairs?
0: That's a bad idea. The floor could be weak up
2: there, rotted out just enough that we'd fall through. Let's stay on the ground floor. Very well. Ooh, this room looks promising. Come here, Griswell.
0: Very nice. Spacious, dry, relatively
2: intact, and unweathered. A good room to camp in? That's what I was thinking.
0: Good. That fireplace will be ideal for us tonight if we can gather some firewood.
2: I don't know about that. It's getting dark out there, and I don't want to be groping around in the shadows when there's all kinds of rattlesnakes and copperheads in the woods. True. It's a warm night anyway. I mostly thought we'd get a cook fire going. There's just enough daylight left to get a few things from the auto. We can get our blankets and a couple tins of food and settle in. We can explore the house more in the morning. well are you all right? What happened?
0: I think I had a nightmare. Oh, good. You startled me. I'm sorry, John. I, I'm i not sure what happened. I'm still shaking, though. It was horrible. What happened? I remember, uh... Well, you and I were walking up to the house, like earlier, and the pigeons f- flew out and away as before, but when I opened the door, it led into a different room. A small one, barely lit by moonlight. I could see... God, I think there were bodies hung from the ceiling. It was just the shape and outline, but there were three of them all hanging there. They were hanging?
2: By the neck? I don't know. They
0: were suspended in some way. And then suddenly I was right here where I am now. And from my position, I can see through the doorway to the staircase. Can you? It's pitch black from my perspective. There's a A shaft of moonlight out there, right on the stairs. And just before I woke, I... I saw something at the top of the stairs. A figure crouching down. It turned its face into the light, and it was this awful yellow face. Good lord, I almost
2: thought it was real. Now you're giving me the creeps, Griswell. It was just a dream, though. There's nothing there now, is there? No, thankfully. There you go. Now go back to sleep. You'll be right as rain in the morning. Alright.
0: nightmare. What is that? John, wake up! I think someone else is in the house. He's gone. John? John, where are you? John! John! Where are you? Oh! (laughs) There you are. I thought we'd agreed not to go poking around upstairs in the dark. Are you alright? I heard you scream. Was that you whistling too? John, what's wrong? Why are you... Where did you get that hatchet? And why... Oh dear god! John! <laughs> the auto!
3: What the hell?
0: For God's sake, help me! The the thing! It killed Branner! It's coming after me! Look! Oh, of a...
3: <laughs> Took to the brush. Timberwolf, I reckon. Though I never heard of one chasing a man before. Do you know what it was? No... No, no idea. Too dark to see. What's all this about, anyway?
0: I don't know. Uh, My name's Griswell, Tim Griswell.
3: My friend, John
0: Branner. We we stopped at a deserted house back down the road to to spend the night... Something... (laughs) My
3: God, he's dead! He's, He's dead and yet he's walking! Calm down, son. Tell it to me slowly. I'm trying. I was...
0: I thought I'd had a nightmare that someone was hiding upstairs. I woke up when I heard somebody whistling, and John was gone. I heard him scream, or, or someone screamed, and then he came down the stairs again with a bloody hatchet in his hand. Oh my god, sir, he was dead! His head, had been, his head had been split open. I saw brains and blood oozing down his face, but he came down the stairs. As God is my witness, John Branner was murdered. And then his dead body came stalking down the stairs with a hatchet in its hand to kill me. You think I'm mad, don't you?
3: Perhaps I am. I don't know what to think. If it was any house but the old Blassenville Manor, well, we'll see. My name's Buckner. I'm the sheriff of this county. took a prisoner over to the next county and I was riding back late. Are you afraid to go back to the house? Absolutely. Then stick close. You need to take me there right now. But what will we find? If a dead man walks, he could still be- We'll see. Come on. We're not far.
0: (sighs) God, the place looks even more sinister in the moonlight. Not that it didn't before.
3: When did you get to the manor?
0: Near sunset. There were- Pigeons all over the porch, and the
3: pigeons. You saw the pigeons.
0: Yes, there must have been hundreds of them.
3: I've lived in this county all my life. I've passed the old Blasenville place a thousand times, I reckon, at all hours of the day and night. But I never saw a pigeon anywhere around it, or anywhere else in these woods. But there were scores. I've seen men who'd swore they'd seen a flock of pigeons perched along the house just at sundown. Negroes. All of them except one man. A tramp. He was building a fire in the yard, aiming to camp there that night. I passed along there about dark, and he told me about the pigeons. I came back by there the next morning. The ashes of his fire were there, and his tin cup skillet where he'd fried pork. Blankets look like they've been slept in, but nobody ever saw him again. That was 12 years ago. The blacks say the pigeons are the souls of the blassenvilles. let out of hell at sunset. They say the red glare in the west is the light from hell, because then the gates of hell are open and the blassenvilles fly out.
0: Who were the blassenvilles?
3: They owned all this land here. French-English family. Came here from the West Indies before the Louisiana Purchase. The Civil War ruined them. Some of them were killed in the war. Most of the others died out. Nobody's lived in the manor since 1890 when Miss Elizabeth Blassenville fled from the old house one night like it was a plague spot and never came back to it. This your auto? Yes. Be careful, there's a snake on the
0: seat. Or, there was.
3: Don't worry. I have a flashlight. Hmm. Nothing there now. Well, let's have a look. I'll tie my horse here. Steady, old girl.
0: Please don't make me go in
3: first. Fine. Stay behind me. But I'll warn you. Don't try anything funny. I shoot quicker than a cat jumps, and I don't often miss. Come on. There's blood on the floor. Trail leads from the stairs to that doorway there.
0: We were staying in that room.
3: Right. Oh god, John! Stay there, Griswell. I'm gonna examine the body. He might move! Judging by that wound in his head. You won't be moving any time soon, now hush. These are your blankets? Yes. Which one's yours?
0: That one, the one he's laying on, the one the one the hatchet is stuck in.
3: Griswell, you've told me a yarn that's hard to believe. I saw something chasing you, but it might have been a wolf or a mad dog. If you're holding anything back, you better spill it. What you told me won't hold up in any court. You're bound to be accused of killing your partner. I'll have to arrest you. If you give me the straight goods now, it'll make it easier. Now, didn't you kill this fellow, Branner? No, never! Wasn't it something like this? You quarreled. He grabbed a hatchet and swung it at you. But you dodged and let him have it. I didn't murder John. We've been friends since we were kids. I've I've
0: told you the truth. I don't blame you for not believing me, but God help me, it is the
3: truth. I believe this hatchet in his hand is the one he was killed with. Bloods and brains plastered on the blade and hairs sticking to it. Hair's exactly the same color as his. This makes it tough for you, Griswell. How so? Knocks any plea of self-defense in the head. Banner couldn't have swung at you with his hatchet after you split his skull with it. You must have pulled the axe out of his head, stuck it to the floor, and clamped his fingers onto it to make it look like he'd attacked you. And it would have been damn clever if you'd used another hatchet. But I I didn't kill him. I I have no intention of pleading self-defense. That's what puzzles me. What murderer would rig up such a crazy story as you've told me, to prove his innocence? An average killer would have told a logical yawn, at least. Hmm... Blood drops lead him from the door. The body was dragged. No, couldn't have been dragged. The floor isn't smeared. You must have carried it here, after killing him in some other place. But in that case, why isn't there any blood on your clothes? Of course, you could have changed clothes and washed your hands. But the fellow hasn't been dead long. He
0: walked, downstairs and across the room, I tell you. He came to kill me. I knew he was coming to kill me when I saw him lurching down the stairs. He struck where I would have been if I hadn't woken up.
3: But if he walked then, why isn't he walking now?
0: I don't know. I can barely think straight. He could get up any minute. I thought it was him chasing me in the woods when that wolf was behind me.
3: The blood drop trails upstairs from here.
0: Whatever killed him could still be up there.
3: Then keep behind me again. If you got any ideas of laying me out from behind, forget them. Don't be a fool. I want to be fair. I haven't indicated and condemned you in my mind already. But if only half of what you're telling me is the truth, you've been through a hell of an experience. And I don't want to be too hard on you. But you can see how hard it is for me to believe all you've told me. Man's tracks in the dust. Go slow. Hmm. One set going up, one coming down. Say, man. Not your tracks. Brandon was a bigger man than you are. Blood drops all the way. Blood on the banisters like a man had laid his bloody hand there.
0: Somebody whistled up there before I heard John scream.
3: The footprints lead down the hall same as on the stair one set going one coming same prince judas <laughs> oh god the tracks meet and where they meet there's blood on the floor brandon must have been killed on that spot bare feet coming from out the darkness to meet shod feet then both turned away again the shod feet went downstairs the bare feet went back down the hall. Suppose your crazy tale is true. These aren't your tracks. Suppose somebody did whistle and Brandon went upstairs to investigate. Suppose somebody met him here in the dark and split his head. The signs and tracks would have been, in that case, just as they really are. But if that's so, why isn't Branner lying here where he was killed? Couldn't he have lived long enough to take the hatchet away from whoever killed him? And stagger downstairs with it? No! No! He was dead! No man could live a minute after receiving such a wound! I believe it. Oh, what the hell?
0: Your light's dimming. Do you have a spare battery?
3: The battery's new. Changed it this morning.
0: Come on, get out of here. What about following the other tracks? Quick! There was something up there with us, wasn't there?
3: You felt it too? Yes.
0: Your light's working again.
3: The damn thing was conjured. Nothing else. It couldn't act like that naturally.
0: Turn the light into the room. See if John... If if John
3: is... He's still there. If he had walked after he was killed, he hasn't walked since. But that thing... I wouldn't have a chance in the dark. And I've got a hunch the light would go out again. Now do you believe me? There's no use dodging the question. There's something hellish in this house. And I believe I have an inkling of what it is. I don't believe you killed Branner. Whatever killed him is up there now. There's a lot about your yarn that don't sound sane. But there's nothing sane about a flashlight going out like this one did. I never met anything I was afraid to tackle in the dark before. But I'm not going up there until daylight. We'll wait for it out there on the porch. Griswell, wake up!
2: <sighs>
3: oh, I didn't think I could fall asleep.
0: What happened? Can we go upstairs?
3: Already been. I didn't wake you up. I went as soon as it was light. I found nothing. What? The the tracks of bare feet? Gone. Dust was disturbed all over the hall, from the point where Branner's tracks ended. Swept into the corners. No chance of tracking anything there now. Something obliterated those tracks while we sat here. And I didn't hear a sound. I've gone through the whole house, not a sign of anything.
0: What will we do then? With those treks gone, no one can prove my story.
3: We'll take Branner's body into the county seat. Let me do the talking. Say nothing about what's happened here when we get to town. I'll simply tell the district attorney that John Branagh was killed by party or parties unknown. And that I'm working on the case.
0: (sighs) Thank you, Buckner.
3: Don't thank me yet. Still need your help as much as you need mine. Can you drive? I can't leave my horse here.
0: I can manage.
3: Good. Help me get the body into your auto. Oh, good lord. You okay?
0: No, most definitely not. Mm
3: -hmm. You held it pretty well when we were handling the case at County C. Figured it did a number on you, though.
0: My nerves feel shot. I'm glad you're driving, because... I would have crashed us ages ago. Not on purpose, but...
3: You should get some sleep.
0: I can't. Every time I close my eyes, I see John with...
3: his head split open. We're going to get to the bottom of this, Griswell. I hate to ask this of you, but I need you to stay with me in the manor again tonight. We're gonna draw whatever's there out of hiding and put it to an end. As much as it terrifies me, I'll do it. Good. So you should know about the Blassenville's. They were proud folks, haughty, and pretty damn ruthless when they wandered their way. There was a streak of cruelty in them, especially Miss Celia, the last one of the family to come to these parts. The Negroes said when a Blassinville died, the devil was always waiting for him out in the Black Pines.
0: Dreadful. But go on.
3: Well... After the Civil War, they died off pretty fast, living in poverty on the plantation which went to ruin. Finally, only four girls were left, sisters, living in the old house and eking out a bare living. With a few blacks camped in the old slave huts and working the fields on the share, they kept to themselves, being proud and ashamed of their poverty. Folks wouldn't see them for months at a time. When they needed supplies, they sent a negro to town after them. Then Miss Celia came to live with them. She came from somewhere in the West Indies, where the whole family originally had its roots. She brought a mulatto maid with her, and the Blastonville cruelty cropped out in her treatment of the maid. I knew an old man years ago who swore he saw Miss Celia tie this girl up to a tree, stark naked, and whip her with a horsewhip. Nobody was surprised when she disappeared. Everybody figured she'd run away, of course. That's atrocious! Well, one day in the spring of 1890, Miss Elizabeth, the youngest girl, came into town for the first time in maybe a year. She came after supplies, said the blacks had all left the place, talked a little more too, a bit wild. Said Miss Celia had gone without leaving any word. Said her sisters thought she'd gone back to the West Indies, but she believed her aunt was still in the house, she didn't say what she meant. A month went past and a black came into town and said that Miss Elizabeth was living in the manor alone. Said her three sisters weren't there anymore, that they'd left one by one without giving any word or explanation. She didn't know where they'd gone, and was afraid to stay there alone, but didn't know where else to go. She'd never known anything but the manor, and had neither relatives or friends. But she was in mortal terror of something. Locked herself in the room at night, kept a candle burning all through it. Then one night, Miss Elizabeth came tearing into town on the horn horse she owned, nearly dead from fright, said she found a secret room in the manor that had been forgotten for hundreds of years, said she found three of her sisters in there dead, and hanging by their necks from the ceiling. She said something chased her, but somehow she got to the horse and got away. She was nearly crazy with fear. And didn't know what it was The chased her. Said it looked like a woman with a yellow face. <gasps> Griswell.
0: I, I I dreamed about that. Last night, before John was killed. The hanging bodies and the woman with the yellow face. I'm sorry. Keep 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 going.
3: Alright. So, after Miss Elizabeth told her story. About a hundred men rode out there and searched the house from top to bottom. They didn't find any secret room or the remains of the sisters, but they did find a hatchet sticking in the door jammed downstairs with some of Miss Elizabeth's hair stuck on it. She wouldn't go back there and show them how to find the secret door, almost went crazy when they suggested it. She moved out to California not long after. Nobody ever bought the house. It just stood there just as she left it. And as the years passed, folks stole all the furnishings out of it. Poor white trash, I reckon. A Negro wouldn't go about it. But they came up after sunup and left long before sundown.
0: What did the people think about Miss Elizabeth's story?
3: Well, most folks thought she'd gone a little crazy, living in that old house alone. But some people believe that mulatto girl, Joan, didn't run away after all. That she'd hidden in the woods, glutted her hatred of the Blassenvilles by murdering Miss Celia and the three girls. They beat up the woods with bloodhounds, but never found any trace of her. If there was a secret room in the house, she might have been hiding there. If there was anything to that theory.
0: She couldn't have been hiding there all these years. Anyway, the thing in the house now isn't human. Where
3: are we going? I thought we were headed back to the manor. There's an old negro that lives off this way. I want to talk to him. He's nearly a hundred years old, and has traveled farther and wider than most white men ever do. They say he's a voodoo man.
0: Voodoo? I'd almost forgotten about that. To me, witchcraft was always associated with... Old crooked streets in waterfront towns. Ancient New England stuff, you know. But this.
3: Yah, old Jacob's hut. He lives out here in the middle of a swamp? Guess he prefers it that way. Let me do most of the talking. He might be going to see now, but if there's anyone who can tell us what's going on, it'll be Jacob. Yes? Who goes there? Jacob, it's Sheriff Buckner. I need to talk to you.
4: Oh. Come in, Sheriff.
3: Evening, Jacob.
4: It's good to see you. You brought a guest. I wasn't expecting company, but I suppose it'll do. I can share some of the stew I'm cooking.
3: Look, I'm not going to beat around the bush with you. I know you know the secret of the Blassenville Manor. I've never questioned you about it, because it wasn't in my line. But a man was murdered there last night. And this man here may hang for it, unless you tell me what haunts that old house.
4: Hmm. That is unfortunate. The Blassenvilles, They were proud people, says. Proud and cruel. Some died in the war, some were killed in duels, some died in the manor. The old, old manor.
3: Yes? What about the manor?
4: Miss Celia was the proudest of them all. The proudest and the cruelest. The black people hated her. Joan most of all. Joan had white blood in her, and she was proud too. Miss Celia whipped her like a slave.
3: What is the secret of Blastonville Manor, Jacob?
4: What? What secret, sir? I do not understand.
3: Yes, you do. Don't act
4: coy. Sir, life is sweet, even to an old man.
3: You mean somebody would kill you if you told me?
4: Not somebody. No human. No human being. The black god of the swamps. My secret is inviolate. Guarded by the big serpent. The god above all gods. He would send a little brother to kiss me with his cold lips. A little brother with a white crescent moon on his head. I sold my soul to the big serpent when he made me the maker of the Zuvembis.
3: Wait. I heard that word once before. From the lips of a dying black man. When I was a child. What does it mean...
4: What have I said? Oh, no, no, please. Sometimes my senses slip and I do not mean what I say, sirs. It's a nonsense word. Please, do not ask me anymore.
3: Zuvembi's, Jacob.
4: Zuvambis. A Zuvembi was once a woman. On the slave coast they know of them. The drums that whisper by night in the hills of Haiti tell of them. The makers of Zuvembis are honored of the people of Dambala. It is death to speak of it to a white man. It is one of the snake god's forbidden secrets.
3: Jacob, we need to know.
4: I must not speak of it. No white man must know that I danced in the black ceremony to become a bokor and was made a maker of zombies and Zuvembis. The big snake punishes loose tongues with death.
0: What is he doing? Shh.
3: He doesn't know he's speaking out loud. See now, remember? A Zuvembi is a woman?
4: Was. A woman. She knew I was a maker of Zuvembi's. She came and stood in my hut and asked for the awful brew. The brew of ground snake bones, the blood of vampire bats, the dew of a nighthawk's wings and other elements unnameable. She had danced in the black ceremony, was ripe to become a Zuvembi. The black brew was all that was needed. She was so beautiful. I could not refuse her.
3: Who? You gave the brew to make a woman a Zuvembi. What is a Zuvembi?
4: A Zuvembi is no longer a human. It knows neither relatives nor friends. It commands the natural demons, owls, bats, snakes, and werewolves, and can fetch darkness to blot out a little light. It can be slain by lead or steel, but unless it is slain thus, it lives forever, and it eats no such food as humans eat. It dwells like a bat in a cave or an old house. Time means naught to the Zuvembi, an hour, a day, a year, all is one. It cannot speak human words, nor think as a human thinks, but it can hypnotize the living by the sound of its voice, and when it slays a man, it can command his lifeless body until the flesh is cold, as long as the blood flows, the corpse is its slave. Its pleasure lies in the slaughter of human beings.
3: Why would someone become a zuvembi?
4: Hate hate and revenge
3: the woman was her name Joan
4: Joan. I have not heard that name for the span of a generation huh oh, i uh, I seem to have been sleeping, gentlemen. I do not remember i I ask your pardon. Old men fall asleep before the fire like old dogs. You asked me of blazenville Manor? Uh, sir, if I was to tell you why I cannot answer you, you would deem it mere superstition. Yet... Ah! Ah! The snake! Look ah! out!
0: Is... is he...
3: Dead. <sighs> Nothing to be done. That snake put enough venom in him to kill a dozen men. But I think it was the shock that killed him. Oh god. What do we do? Leave him here. We'll secure the door and come back for his body tomorrow. We've got work to do tonight. Let's get going.
0: It's our fault. What? You heard what Jacob said. The big snake would send one of his brothers to- Nonsense.
3: Snakes like warmth, and the swamp is full of them. It crawled in and coiled up in the firewood. Old Jacob disturbed it, and it bit him. Nothing supernatural about that. Still, that's the first time I ever saw a rattly strike without singing. And the first time I ever saw a snake with a white crescent moon on his head.
0: He didn't deserve to die, though.
3: No. But if he helped create the thing in Blastonville Manor, I reckon he's not as innocent as we thought.
0: You think that Joan has skulked about the house all these years?
3: It's like old Jacob said, time means nothing to a Zuvambi. Maybe only the doomed see them. That tramp you mentioned. We'll see. Come on. For this to work, we have to recreate what you did last night. Set camp in the same room.
0: If that's what we have to do.
3: I'll lie next to the door. You lie where you did last night.
0: Can we light a fire in the fireplace?
3: No. You've got a flashlight, and so have I. We'll lie here in the dark and see what happens. Can you use that gun I gave you? I suppose so. I've never
0: fired a revolver, but I know how it's done.
3: Then leave the shooting to me, if possible.
0: It's going to get really dark, just so you know. I would feel a lot better with a fire.
3: Hmm? What's this? What's what? You find something?
0: Yes. In the ashes of the grate. It's an old notebook. Looks like a diary. Can you make anything of it? Hard to tell. The ink is smudged really bad, and the pages are so dirty it's pretty illegible. How did it
3: not get burned if it was in the fireplace? Probably found and tossed in the fireplace by somebody who wasn't here stealing furniture. Likely somebody who couldn't read. If someone tried to destroy it, they did a damn poor job.
0: Here's an entry I can read. Let's see. I know someone is in the house besides myself. I can hear someone prowling about at night when the sun has set and the pines are black outside. Often in the night, I hear it fumbling at my door. Who is it? Is it one of my sisters? Is it Aunt Celia? If it is either of these, why does she steal so subtly about the house? Why does she tug at my door and glide away when I call to her? Shall I open the door and go out to her? No, no, I dare not. I am afraid. Oh, God, what shall I do? I dare not stay here. But where am I to go?
3: Sounds like Elizabeth Blossomville. Bet that's her diary. Go on.
0: I can't make out the rest of the page. Here's something a little further on. Why did the Negroes all run away when Aunt Celia disappeared? My sisters are dead. I know they are dead. I seem to sense that they died horribly, in fear and agony. But Why? Why? If someone murdered Aunt Celia, why should that person murder my poor sisters? They were always kind to the black people. Joan. And the page is torn.
3: Keep looking.
0: Right. Oh, here we go. Another date. I can't read it, but, um... The awful thing that the old negress hinted at. She named Jacob Blount and Joan, but she would not speak plainly. Perhaps she feared to... Part of it's gone here, and then... No, no, how can it be? She is dead or gone away. Yet she was born and raised in the West Indies, and from hints she let fall in the past. I know she delved into the mysteries of the voodoo. I believe she even danced in one of their horrible ceremonies. How could she have been such a beast? And this, this horror, God, can such things be... I know not what to think. If it is she who roams the house at night, who fumbles at my door, who whistles so weirdly and sweetly, no, no, I must be going mad. If I stay here alone, I shall die as hideously as my sisters must have died. Of that I am convinced. That's the last entry.
3: What do you make of it? What I've suspected all the time. That mulatto maid Joan turned Zuvembi to get revenge on Miss Celia. Probably hated the whole family just as much as she did her mistress. She'd taken part in voodoo ceremonies on her native island until she was ripe, like old Jacob said. All she needed was the black brew. He supplied that. She killed Miss Celia and the three older girls and would have gotten Elizabeth but for chance. She's been lurking in this house all these years, like a snake in a ruin. But why should she murder a stranger? You heard old Jacob, a zuvembi finds satisfaction in the slaughter of humans. She called Branner up the stairs, split his head and stuck the hatchet in his hand, then sent him to murder you. No court will ever believe that, But if we can produce her body, that'll be enough proof that you're innocent. They'll take my word that she murdered Branner. Jacob said a Zuvembi could be killed. In reporting this affair, I don't have to be too accurate in detail.
0: When I saw her peering down, why didn't we see her tracks on the stairs?
3: You said you dreamed it. Maybe you did. Or maybe a Zuvembi can project her spirit. Hell. Wouldn't surprise me if she could. Let's start our watch. Don't! Don't!
0: Turn off the light. No. No, I'm sorry. We need to make it as dark as... as it was when John and I were here.
3: Settle down, best you can. Could be a long night. I'll be right by the door. You know... I've heard of zombies, never knew what a Zuvambi was, evidently some drug concocted by the voodoo man to induce madness in women. That doesn't explain the other things, hypnotic powers, the longevity, controlling corpses, ah, can't be merely a mad woman, it's a monster, something more or less than a human being. Well, we'll see.
0: hear it? It's the same sound from the other night. Buckner? Buckner? No, didn't she get you? Where are you? Wait, where am I? How did I get outside? Where is this? It's so dark I can barely see. Buckner! Buckner! This is madness. The Zuvembi could be anywhere. Good god, Griswold. You've got no idea where you're going. Just- just collect yourself. But... that thing could be right behind you and- Ah! A hill! Maybe if I can make it to the top- There's a light! Wait, no. No, there were no hills anywhere near the manor. Then what am I climbing? No, it's the stairs! I'm climbing the stairs of the manor! I- I can't control my body! nerd. Oh! It's no good. I can't shout. I can't stop walking. I'm I'm upstairs now and Good God, it's her. That shambling gait, that sunken yellow face. She's coming straight toward me.
4: No! No! Are
3: you hurt? God. Man. Are you hurt? There's a butcher knife there on the floor.
0: I'm not hurt. I'm fine. Oh, you fired just in time. Where is it? Where did it go? Listen.
3: Jacob was right. Lead can kill her. I hit her all right. Didn't dare use my flashlight, but there was enough light. Look there. A secret panel? The one Miss Elizabeth found. I think she slipped down there. Can you stand? Uh, Yes, I think so. Thank you. Thank me by following. Let's go. When that whistling started, you almost walked over me getting out. I knew you were hypnotized or whatever it is. I followed you up the stairs. I was right behind you but crouching low so she wouldn't see me, and maybe get away again. I almost waited too long before I fired. The sight of her almost paralyzed me.
0: She must have hidden in here the whole time.
3: Maybe she couldn't think like a human. But she has the sense it's tracks last night, so we couldn't follow her trail to the wall and find the panel. The secret room of the blasting bales.
0: And this... This is the room I saw in my dream. Buckner, there's- Ah! The bodies! The hanging bodies!
3: They've been here a long time. Mummified. There's no doubt about it. It's the three Blassenvale sisters. Miss Elizabeth wasn't crazy after all.
0: Look. There, in the corner. There's our culprit. She's dead. Dead for good I hope. Was that thing truly a woman once? God, look at that face, even in death!
3: Yes, she was a woman once. Looks like she's wearing what's left of a ball gown. Why would a mulatto maid wear something like that? Unless... Buckner? <laughs> God, what a revenge. Delving into voodoo like she must have done. Joan? I'm starting to reckon we misunderstood old Jacob. God rest his soul. And the things Miss Elizabeth wrote. She must have known. But family pride sealed her lips. Griswell? I understand now. The mulatto woman had her revenge. But not as we would supposed. She didn't drink the black brew old Jacob fixed for her. It was for somebody else, given secretly in her food or coffee, no doubt. Then Joan ran away, leaving the seeds of hell she'd sown to grow.
0: Then... that's not Joan?
3: When I saw her out there in the hallway, I knew she was no mulatto, and those features still reflect a family likeness. I've seen her portrait, and I can't be mistaken. There lies the creature that was once Celia Blasenville.
1: Like anything, voodoo is only as good or bad as the person practicing it. The power can be twisted to serve the ends of evil, and in so doing, can create monsters. Be on your guard should you ever visit the deep south of the United States, because you never know when you might be enthralled by the call of Zuvembi. Until next week, convene. Pleasant dreams. Midnight Marinera is written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode features the voices of Alex Reese, Michael Malconian, Spencer Fernandez, and Brian Murray. Pigeons from Hell is adapted from the short story by Robert E. Howard. Our opening and ending themes are by John King. Has our show managed to hex you into continued listening? Please subscribe and leave us some feedback by rating us and writing a review on iTunes, email us at midnightmarinara at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter or Tumblr. And hey, if you'd like to give a little extra to the show and prove that you've got friends on the other side, consider becoming a patron and supporting our Patreon with a small monthly donation. Special thanks to recent VIP Daniel Doran for his generous donation this month, and thank you for listening.